So I was talking to clients and it seemed like they were drowning in options. It felt like they were owned by their channels, not the other way around, rather than thinking about how those channels actually work for us and adding value. And you know, sometimes our marketing channels can feel like having young kids, they'll just take as much as you have to give. Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, legends, pumped to have you joining me for this episode of Marketing Builder and also the super smart Matt Fenwick, founder of True North Content. That's the voice you heard right at the start of the show. I was excited when I saw the title of a recent blog that Matt had written called The North Star Framework, A Guide for Smarter Communications Decisions. It's a fairly common scenario for a a lot of comms professionals and I know I've certainly been in this position loads of times. I'm either stuck with a bunch of ideas and don't know which ones to go with or I've got a plan all set and it's all running okay and and great and everyone's happy. Then one random morning after the boss or a client has read a blog or listened to a podcast, they get all excited and they, they burst in and say, hey, we should be doing this new ABC or XYZ thing. Maybe it's TikTok or Vine or whatever the kids are into at the time. And that latter one is hard because they are the boss or the client and they're all excited, but deep down, you know, it isn't a good idea. But how do you say no? Or better still, how do you give the idea some air and work towards a smart decision, an educated decision, one you have a conversation about and then get to a yes or a no? Now, the reason I was excited when I saw Matt's blog, The North Star Framework, A Guide for Smarter Communications Decisions, I was excited because I'd sort of toyed with the same type of idea, a flowchart or a decision process or or a matrix or whatever to help us work through deciding whether we should use a certain marketing tactic or not. But I'd never given it any serious bandwidth to try and figure it out. So I was happy when I saw that Matt had done all that hard work for us. And to be fair, he's done a better job than I probably would have anyway. So there is no doubt Matt has experienced the same conundrum himself probably many times. And so I started out by asking Matt what prompted him to actually do something about it. Yeah, that exact scenario, Daniel. So I was talking to clients and it seemed like they were drowning in options. You know, it it felt like they were owned by their channels, not the other way around, rather than thinking about how those channels actually work for us and adding value. And, you know, sometimes our marketing channels can feel like having young kids. They'll just take as much as you have, have to give uh, and it really frustrates me. And I know from our other conversations, it frustrates you too. You know, people doing marketing for the sake of it or because someone else has told them that they should be doing X, Y, Z. So I wanted to create a really simple tool that would help them to work through those questions in a structured way and um, really think about the value to the business. And look, the one other thing I want to say is, you know, we're recording this um, just as uh, coronavirus is um, 
kicking off and impacting a lot of people. And I know a lot of um, people out there in businesses and in comms roles will be thinking, what should I be doing? What's really important for me to be doing right now versus all the nice to have stuff? So I guess my hope is that the framework might be useful for people in having those conversations. And just to get something out of the way fairly early, is this framework something that people can just pick up and follow or do they need to contact you and pay a license to be able to use it? I actually had one of my friends who runs a marketing agency reach out and offer to pay me to use it. And I just said, no, this thing is out there for free. So it's on a CC BY license, which is a fancy way of saying you can use it however you want. Just please acknowledge True North. Uh, and then, of course, we do run workshops and, and coaching calls and that sort of thing where people want to work through it in a little bit more depth. Perfect. That sounds fair. Well, it, it is definitely an issue that a lot of us face and, and a lot of us muddle our way through it. So it sounds very exciting. So let's jump into it. What is the North Star framework? Because I know there is a visual element to it. So you might need to describe it for us because this isn't a great medium for images. First thing I'd say is that if people want to follow along and they're you know, anywhere near a computer or their phone, then you can jump on my website, truenorthcontent.com.au, go to my blog uh, and look for the post on how to make smarter communications decisions and you'll see the North Star framework set out for you right there. But I'll, I'll step through it super quickly. The first thing we've got is um, draw a circle and in that circle write user need. Um, and actually... If you're a bit of a maths nerd like me, then um, you might you might remember Venn diagrams, you know, those overlapping circles. Uh, okay, so we've got user need, um, that's in one circle. Then next to that, draw another circle. Uh, so they're just overlapping in the middle. On the right. And we're going to write on the right, yep. So we'll call that business need. Um, so then above those two circles, sort of nestled nestled in the middle there, We'll draw another circle and there we'll write resourced and then down the bottom I uh, will draw a final circle and in that circle we'll write unique value so assume that your drawing skills are better than mine you should have something that looks a little bit like the petals of a flower you know they're all all those circles overlap in a central point and that point is your north star Okay, so you listed those four elements in an order. You started with user need. Is that a logical order that people need to work through or is one more important than the other or are they all pretty much equal? It's all about what is easiest for businesses to work through and for people to make sense of. So I would usually start with either a business need or the human need um, or the user need. And of those two... I would tend to start with the user need. And the reason for that is that when we're in an organisation, we're often so close to what we need that we can't see the forest for the trees, you know? So by starting with the user need, it helps us to snap out of that a bit and to see our business from the outside. Excellent. Great setup. So let's work through each of those individually. The first one, if we did pick the business need, the first one is the business need. What do we have to work through there? Okay. So this is about trying to understand what do we need to achieve 
for our business to succeed. And so it could be uh, marketing objectives, such as, you know, we want to generate uh, more leads for this product, or if people are in a not-for-profit, it might be an awareness objective. You know, we want, to pe- we want people to understand how to wash their hands uh, or not, t- not touch their face. So you usually find the business need in your um, marketing strategy or your um, strategic plan. Sometimes there's going to be legislation that you need to comply with as well. So I'd also call that a business need. So next is the user need. What are we then focusing on at that step? This one is a need that an actual human has. And it sounds really simple, but so often when we're putting out comms, we just assume that people are interested uh, in what we have to say. But the reality is, is that people don't actually need our content, none of them. They need the thing that hopefully our content helps them to do. So it's so important that we think about the, the user need with some evidence behind us. Uh, and that doesn't need to be super, super rigorous. Um, it, it can be, but you know, equally, if, you're, if you've got sales guys or women in your team, then you can ask them what questions the customer is always asking. You know, your SEO, your website analytics will often tell you that kind of stuff. But to make it a bit simple, I'd usually break down a user need into one of two categories. And that's a basic need. So that's a fundamental need like comfort, security, emotional connection, distraction. Uh, and then the other one is task need. And that's a thing that people want to get done. So that might be find out what the returns policy is on this uh, bulk pack of toilet paper that I just bought. You know, so the task need is going to be something much more transactional and specific. I'm going to leave resource to last, which means that I need to move to unique value. That's the third one. What are we focusing on when we're looking at unique value? So this one is about thinking, what are we uniquely placed to offer because of our authority, because of what we know, because of you know the personality that we have in our brand? Uh, and I'll give you one example. Um, I was working with the skilled migration team in the ACT government. So these are the people who say, right, you uh, want to move from overseas and you want to live in Canberra. You've got valuable skills. So what's the program that might mean that we would end up you know, helping you find a place here? Uh, and we looked at the question of Australia's visa system. And what we worked out very quickly is that for the ACT government, my client, there wasn't any unique value in them talking in any depth about the visa content because the Australian Department of Home Affairs is already producing all that stuff. So in that situation, we would just link off to what they've already, to you know, to what's already out there. Um, and if you're thinking about this in a content marketing context, it means asking who else is already producing useful stuff. And do we really need to reinvent the wheel or can we just link off to their stuff, share it and and get the information in front of people that way? While Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, 
pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. I've left resourced till last because in my head it makes sense that we we think about does it suit a business need? Can we align it to a user need? As you said, are we in a unique position to be able to add some unique value? And then because it kind of feels to me as though if you get ticks in those three criteria it's probably a good idea to find resourcing for it because when we talk about adding new things into our marketing, a lot of people, their, their default response is, we're already busy, budgets are already stretched, but we this feels as though we're trying to set this up to, to say, guys, this is actually really important, ticks a lot of boxes we should push forward. And, and I'm guessing resourcing is all about whether we have the skills, the time, and, and the money to execute something that we think we should be doing. Yeah, exactly. And that scenario that you mentioned right up the top, Daniel, where the boss flies into your office or <laughs> to your desk and says, I'm really excited about TikTok. You know, often um, senior management get excited about ideas without necessarily thinking through the resourcing considerations. And that's why a lot of my clients uh, feel really, really stressed uh, because they feel like they should be doing this stuff but it's on top of everything else that they're already doing. So the resourcing question is about saying, yeah, do we have budget? Do we have time? Do we have skills? And it's a prompt to have a constructive conversation around, do we allocate more resources to this or do we bump some other things off the perch? You know, So we do have the capacity to take on this new exciting thing. I think it's also an important point to make that if you go through this process, listeners, and you do it well, then in your mind, because I think sometimes there's a lot of marketers out there and, and communications professionals out there that are worried that they're not playing in a particular space, but all it is is that that fear of missing out and, and everyone else is over there, so should we be over there? It may be a yes or a no, but if it's a no and you've gone through this process, then you'll feel way more at ease that you've made a strategic decision not to be going and playing in that certain space. So, Matt, is the outcome just of this process just a simple go or, or no-go decision for any tactic or, or, or marketing that we might place into this process? It doesn't have to be. It might end up that you decide look, we're pretty sure that this thing meets a business need. And in fact, this was the um, scenario for a, a recent client who had an idea to do an app, uh, so a website application that would um, help connect you know, people looking for sponsorship up with businesses that were, that were, trying to, that, that were looking to sponsor. Um, and anyway, we knew very, very clearly that it met a business need, but it was a question mark about whether or not it met a user need um, and whether it would offer unique value. And it was going to be expensive, so it was another question mark around resourcing. 
So sometimes it's going to be a go no go decision, but other times it might be, you know, just um, we need to go away and do a bit more thinking or do some research about this. Uh, and just bouncing off what you're saying earlier, Daniel, around the everyone else is doing doing this, just occurred to me. It's quite interesting because other people are doing this doesn't fall anywhere on the North Star framework. It's not a user need. It's not a business need because it's someone else's business, not yours. It doesn't speak to resourcing or you, and even on unique value, the fact that other people are doing it might be a reason not to do it. So I outlined at the start the issue of evaluating some options and and new ideas as they come across your desk. But is this framework something that people can use to run over what they're already doing and make decisions about where they should continue or, or stop things? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we've used this for um, a couple of clients where we look at what they're already doing. Uh, and I'll just give you one example. Um, so we're working with Study Canberra, which is the team that's responsible for attracting people to come and study at you know, all of, all of Canberra's fine institutions. And we looked at existing blog posts that they had up on their site. And there was one that talked about um, ANU and University of Canberra ranking really well in the world league tables for universities. Um, and so we know from our research that students, particularly international students, really care about that kind of stuff. Um, so that, that one was a yes. You know, it fell right in the middle of the North Star it's also fairly, you know, fairly quick and cheap to pull together. But there was another one, another blog post, which was about um, University of Canberra discovering a new lizard, uh, and that didn't fall anywhere in the North Star framework. So you basically you're, you're plotting tactics, pointing to whether they're in and out of those individual circles, and based on that, we're able to go, you know what, this doesn't really meet any of our criteria, so we're going to stop doing that. And so what do you think Study Canberra were feeling or experiencing leading up to you going on site and, and helping them work through and evaluate all of that stuff using your framework? What did you what were they experiencing? What sort of situation were they in where they thought to themselves, you know, what we need to review this stuff? So because I want this to align to other listeners who might have lots of different content and Study Canberra have made a decision to review it. What, what prompted it? So we were brought on to review uh, canberra.com.au, which is a flagship site for our city. Um, and so we were, we were doing a complete review of Study Canberra's content, but all of these other websites as well that, we'd need to, that we need to merge into this one, one place. But to speak to kind of what they were feeling before we um, before we engaged them, exhausted would be the would be the first the first thing that that springs to mind. When I was running through this framework with them in a in a workshop, the boss of the section got so excited that he brought in the rest of his team to take part. Um, and you know, I've since been told by him that he and his team refer to it pretty much every day. So that's really good for me to hear because it, it tells me that it's actually making a difference to their decisions. Outstanding. So clearly the framework is a great tool for assessing marketing and comms activities, either new ones that are suggested or you think of or reviewing current situations. But Study Canberra 
had heard of a course finder tool that could integrate into their website. So they used it to assess the features of that software, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And I'm sure you run into this a fair bit as well. This tendency to jump straight to building a new thing or launching a, a, a new channel. You know, and this this bit of software was going to be expensive. It was at least 40K, $40,000 to set it up, and then ongoing licensing fees. Just to tell you exactly what the software would do, uh, the idea was that you'd come to study Canvas section on the website, and there would be a search bar integrated into the website, and you would be able to figure out um, if a course you were looking for was offered somewhere in Canberra, which universities offered it. So it sounded good. But what we learned from our research is that people actually decide first on the course that they're going to study way upstream of where they're actually going to study it. This is particularly particularly international students. So in that scenario, the bit of software didn't actually meet a user need in the context of them engaging with Study Canberra. You know, they'd already made that decision. So it didn't meet a user need. And at 40K plus, it wasn't really something that they were resourced to do. So, you know, two-hour workshop, bit of extra thinking, potentially saves them $40,000. That is always handy on the bottom line. Now, listeners, you can find a run-through of this Northstar framework at truenorthcontent.com.au. Under the blog section, there's a link to the case study that Matt's written around the work that he did with Study Canberra. And of course, there's a link in the show notes at marketingbuilder.net. But Matt, if people want to get in touch and keep the conversation going or they need your help in this space, what can they do? Easiest thing is just to shoot me an email at matt at truenorthcontent.com.au. And right now, we're offering a two-hour session. We'll run through the North Star framework with you, either over a new idea or your current marketing plan and give you some clarity on you know, what's worth sticking with and what you could maybe put on the back burner for a while. So, yeah, also really happy to just answer any questions that people have got and hear their stories of how they've used this framework and, uh, yeah, what it did for them. Outstanding. I love it. Well done. Great job, Matt. I've already shared it with a, a few people and a few clients. And so thanks for coming on the show and sharing. Thank you. That's a wrap for episode 16. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and it's been amazing having you listen to the show, and I trust you got lots out of hearing from Matt. As Matt mentioned, you should do yourself a favor and head to the blog section of truenorthcontent.com.au where you can download a copy of the North Star Framework, a guide for smarter communications decisions. Also, be sure to connect with Matt on LinkedIn, and I've provided links to both the framework and Matt's LinkedIn profile in the show notes for this episode at marketingbuilder.net. Loved this episode. Good. Make sure you don't miss the next one and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. I'd also love to hear from you. Shoot me a note. I just want to hear about what marketing you're crushing, or maybe you're finding something a little bit difficult at the moment. You have a question, you want to talk something through, you want to brag about some great work that you've done. I'd love to hear from you. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston. That's O-Y-S-T-O-N. Or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or use the handle MKTBLD. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder. 
show was developed, hosted, and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card-sorting system for cutting through all the marketing flop out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.